Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. <laughs> oh boy, he's crying. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The most intriguing matchup I see is the National League uh, 4 versus 5, which you might expect. Well, on the AL interestingly, the the 2-7 matchup is going to be a wing-dinger. And why are we doing the sports thing? I refuse to talk about the debate or news or politics ever again. Ever? Yes, <laughs> that's correct. You're out. I'm in sports talk now. <laughs> You've moved, moved over to whatever. I, I don't think the Dodgers can be beat. Taking your calls now at 1-800-PLAY-BALL. I want to hear from a Nationals fan. <laughs> React to me, Nationals fans. <laughs> the Nationals suck. Ah, uh, Yeah. Yeah. NBA uh, finals kickoff tonight, right? We can talk about that. We'll take your calls. My lock of the week, Lakers in game one. Lock it up. <laughs> Clunk. <laughs> Is it rest or rust? <laughs> Where do you start? <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> I, I think as, as a country, we all just need to, I don't know, sleep in or get counseling or drink ourselves into a coma or something maybe where you start is did uh did it change the trajectory of the race probably not we're talking about the debate last night everybody the debate between donald j trump and joseph r biden that was last night that was last night oh you missed it oh dang it, it was really oh, something yeah it was terrific Got it a little was nasty but uh... so enlightening so interesting so thoughtful an exchange of ideas just really stimulating hmm it's uh, uh, part of what's going to be enjoyable today is we will be featuring reactions to the debate from both learned commentators, newscasters, uh, politicians, and you, my friends, you who have weighed in with a number of eloquent descriptions of what has been described almost universally as one of the worst poop shows ever inflicted on the American eyeballs and earballs. <laughs> eyeballs and earballs. Uh, took in some of your thoughts on the on the Twitter machine last night, but you can text us also. Text line 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Um, you know, in no particular order of my thoughts for now, because I have my my good American 30,000 view uh, review of it, 30,000 foot view review of it, in which I will be a statesman. Yes. And look at it from, uh, you know, big picture. I'd say that is sorely needed, a little got, statesmanship. I've got that, but uh, in no particular order, just my original thoughts, just as I've been listening to some clips this morning. Trump, as is often the case, um, 
you know, hurts himself. He steps on things that would help him. There were times when Chris Wallace was trying to follow up on something Biden said that is not the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and Trump jumped in and wouldn't let him. Or there were times where Biden was trying to explain something that would, I think, benefit Trump because it's not a popular uh, take on things. Yeah. And Trump would jump in and not let him even finish that. And that 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 drives me crazy. Yeah, I I'm more concerned about my team than the other team. And I saw my team uh, go three and out on the opponent's one yard line over and over and over again. He he missed so many great opportunities to just end this thing. It, it was very frustrating to watch. I know a lot of you are, are huge Trump fans and you don't want to hear it. Uh, and yes, Chris Wallace was awful. And and he's dead to me <laughs> for uh, several different reasons. Yeah, and yeah, Biden. Biden was plenty weak in a lot of ways, but your man had so many huge openings, huge, and he just missed them. Really frustrating. I don't. I, you know, I don't know what my number one takeaway, other than my thirty thousand foot statesman view, which I'm saving. I don't know what my main takeaway. And I was, I was, I probably went to bed with this on my mind more than anything. It's. Uh, it's disturbing to me. We've talked about it so much for so long. Uh, it was disturbing to me to find out how few people still know what critical race theory is. Chris Wallace yes. clearly has no idea. Trump kind of does, but he didn't explain it. And then I watched uh, you know, post-debate wrap-up on a bunch of different stations, and nobody mentioned that right or left so how nobody... can racial sensitivity training be racist well right people do not know what critical race theory is mm-hmm. and um that's troubling because it's a big deal and it's everywhere and it's being taught in the schools and they're teaching in our government until trump shut it down and chris wallace clearly had no idea what it was um and uh and and you know none of the commentators did or so. he swigged the kool-aid and i'm not sure i I'm, think he just ignored about the 65 topic. 35 you're right but I don't know. In the salons he hangs out in, being down with Ibram X. Kendi is so enlightened. Being down with right fragility is, oh, that, that proves that you're enlightened and, 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 and a refined white person. Um, we got a lot of drops we're going to use. Can you hit me with anything? We got the little things we got. Just the short, just the short. Keep yapping, man. Keep yapping, man. You'll hear that. Productive segment, wasn't it? That was a productive segment, wasn't it? We'll drop Did you use the word smart? (laughs) For those of you who did not watch last night, number one, I salute your decision making uh, prowess. Uh, Number two, no, Joe Biden did not wet himself. He did not wander off the stage. He did not have a major senior moment. That's that's another big recap uh, point. And um, do we have all shut up, man? Just because. uh, it's coming, guys. Yeah, um, we, there's so okay. much good stuff. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, yeah. um, I know. Uh, we'll have to discuss. Did that help Biden or hurt him? Uh, was that a good move or bad move? I I watched a couple interesting conversations on that on well, I don't podcasts want, last night. But I don't want to steal your statesmanlike thunder. Oh, <laughs> um, and my thirty thousand foot view. But anyway, stand back and stand by. We're going to get to all of this throughout the show today. That's my new phrase. Apparently, that's a thing. Stand back and stand by. That's what he said to the Proud Boys. Stand, oh, right. stand up and stand uh, to the side, or whatever he said. Stand what? back <laughs> when he was supposed to denounce the white nationalists. Stand back and stand by. Or... Oh, that whole thing is so, so um, awful. So oh. we'll get to all that. But let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm all right. Uh, like... I don't know why you even ask him how he's doing. 
Well, I mean, who wants to hear from him anyway? You know, like most the debates, the idea is you got to keep talking, Michael. You don't stop talking. Like most you debates, keep it talking. was slow and That's boring. That's right. Now we've got our rhythm going. No, you stopped again, you idiot. <laughs> it was slow, boring, and plotting, but um, I got my, you know, I got through it. You know, <laughs> slow, boring, and plotting. So, you know, since I was a little kid, I remember the first time I ever watched a debate. And knew the rules going in. Jeez, I don't know which debate it would have been, but a long time ago. Knew the rules going in that you're not allowed to interrupt in people. And then one of the candidates interrupted the other person and was clearly rewarded for it. Mm. Clearly rewarded for it. And I thought, well, what is this? If you're not supposed to interrupt, but nobody stops you, and you clearly get the upper hand by interrupting, how are you supposed to handle that? And I've wondered that since the first debate I ever saw. Why they can't just... Come to an agreement on that. Somehow figure that out to where neither side gets to do that. Well, Biden interrupted a lot. Trump interrupted a lot, obviously. And it makes it impossible for us to hear anything. Like the beauty of the free market, I believe that that sort of thing is self-correcting. We we reached the logical extreme last night. I think think I've said that many times over the years, but so far (laughs) it has not been self-correcting. Now, maybe we've reached the end of the road? Well, you just thought we were at the end of the road. (laughs) Last night proved you were wrong. (laughs) There's more road. Uh, could you have buttons where you turn off their mics? I've heard people discuss that. Yes, that was a frequent comment via the Twitter machine. I think that causes more problems than it solves. It, it absolutely opens the uh, moderator up to serious oh, yeah. and probably provable charges yeah, of bias. Censorship, silencing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be tough because every time somebody jumped in with a one word, you'd go to silence them, but you missed it. <laughs> so I don't know how you would I don't know how you would do it. Well, and and also I don't think there's anybody who's claiming that Trump was and Trump un- interrupted more than Biden. Biden interrupted way more than anybody should. But I didn't, I haven't heard anybody argue that Trump was well served by doing that. So that's what I mean about it's reached its logical extreme and it's it's got to change. Of course, Chris just, Wallace lectured <clears throat> Trump for jumping in and yes. not Biden for jumping in. Yeah. But that's just the way it works. Yeah, well, I warned you going in. Chris Wallace is clearly a closeted lefty. <laughs> and he showed his, his stripes last night. Um, there's it was like watching the freaking view. It was so bad. Oh, It was like watching the view. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Easily the highlight of my night last night was uh, the moment when my frozen pizza was done in the oven. And uh, I just... Uh, uh, that's a good moment. You're hungry and you oh, smell yeah. it for a oh, few minutes. And, but no. it's not quite ready. And then you pull it out like, no, don't eat it now. You're going to burn your mouth right, off. give it five minutes. got to let it cool right. a little bit. I was watching it with my, my 10-year-old, my fifth grader. He watched the first... I'm calling the county. <laughs> He watched the first hour and then I made him go to bed. But he was in, he was enjoying it. He was into it. Uh, any any debate, unless you're a really weird ten year old, any debate a ten year old wants to watch is probably not good for America. Because mm-hmm. I point. didn't when I was that age, it was just boring because it was just thick policy discussions about things I didn't understand. Right. If it's able to keep a ten year old's attention, it's probably not a good debate for America. Probably not the level of discourse <laughs> we ought to be shooting for. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, September 30th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Uh, let's begin talking more or less one at a time and trying to make cogent points precisely according Keep to FCC. All right. <laughs> <laughs> according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Use some high-minded language. I'm just going to 
Say it like it is. That was a show. <laughs> wow. Who dropped the S show? Dana Bash. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what you uh, all thought of it. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Or you can email us at... Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm sure the mailbag contains some commentary on the, uh, the debate last yes, night. And we'll, go, we'll get to some highlights and uh, try to work our way through this uh, one, one, I don't know what we'll do. Let's probably start drinking <laughs> earlier. And then statesman. Just, Talk may, about your statesman. And maybe view. just walk out of the room at some point and there'll be long periods of silence. And we'll preview the college football slate for Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> All on the way. For the productive segment, wasn't it? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing problem, this is a left-wing problem. This is a left-wing problem. White supremacist, Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what his FBI... His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then, you know what? No, no, that we're, done, we're done, sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next. That's not an idea. Everybody Antifa in your administration tells you the truth is a bad, a bad idea. Can I tell you what? You have no idea. Antifa, Antifa is a dangerous radical group. All right, gentlemen, group. we're now moving on to the Trump and, and Biden records. They'll overthrow you. When a president. Saying. I'm going to ask a question. Oh, that boy. format was terrible. And, and Chris Wallace, it, it, confronted with an impossible job, did a poor job of it, in and, my mind. And I think, the, you know, the headline is going to be Trump, um, uh, you know, interrupting in the in, in behavior and this sort of stuff. And the media is going to do that anyway, but Trump got in his own way. The whole Antifa is an idea, not an organization. I'm not in favor of the Green New Deal, even though it says so on your freaking website. And um, and the won't answer the question of packing the court. Right. Those are three huge things that Trump should have just nailed over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's so much other stuff happening. I think that probably got lost to a lot of people. Yep. Mailbag. First of all, a freedom-loving quote of the day sent along by Dawn in beautiful Lodi, California. From the Bible, Jack. The Bible. Proverbs 29, 8. Scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. It just seemed fitting, writes Dawn. Thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. Thank you for that fine, biblical, freedom-loving quote of the day. The Bible! That's right, sir. And uh, uh, just a quick shout-out to the good folks at the Russian River Brewing Company who sent us a a nice gift or two and and some nice stuff about the show. Uh, Thanks, guys. Um, Yeah. She said not for her, just blah, blah, blah. That's fine. We appreciate it. Very kind. Moving along. I'm just going to grab emails. We've got a thousand of them. Sure. Hendrick, if you ever have tried to catch a wild or domestic animal which has been cornered and see how they'll do anything to escape, that's what I was reminded of last night. Mm -hmm. A couple of wild animals. Uh, Tom, well, as a Trump supporter, nothing in the debate changed my mind. I was impressed with how Biden refused to be bullied or get flustered, came across as a statesman. As a Trump supporter, I was very disappointed in his performance. He showed no respect for the moderator, was overly rude. I tend to look past the politics and see the real issues, uh, and that's the only reason I'm sticking with Trump. 
Um, That's interesting. I saw this may co- prove to be fatal to his reelection. I watched an interesting uh, debate between a, a couple of people that are uh, on the right on whether or not Biden did lose it or came off as a statesman in that debate last night. Can you say shut up, call the president a clown a couple of times and a liar, and still get the statesman thing? Or compared to Trump yelling, I don't know. I don't well, actually you know. Who is your he did not cover himself in glory, Biden. And he swung and missed on a couple of enormous openings, too. Um, neither one really impressed. But uh, let's see. Brian, surprised the president didn't simply state to the people of America, you realize that if you vote for Joe, you're really voting for Kamala to be your president. Is that what you really want? Boy, yeah. Uh, let's see. Biden looked like a corpse on my 4K UHD television. Mm. He looked like a corpse. Brag. Uh, yeah, he he looks like he's uh, well, he's ophitic, one my, foot in the grave. My TV cost six hundred dollars. <laughs> Thomas writes that's humble bragging about bargains. <laughs> right, exactly. God, does he ever shut up? Shut up! W- will you ever shut up? You clown! Will you shut Who is up, your, man? Listen. That was more like two old guys arguing about corned beef at a deli than a presidential debate. Mm. Writes Thomas. Three old guys arguing. Guys, let your own eyes be the judge. Biden was wearing a wire. Okay, so that's begun. <laughs> Daniel, shut up, your, man. Listen. Daniel from Webb City, Missouri, simply writes, well, that was something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Virginia Joe, the most frustrating thing about the debate for me was simply that some of Biden's attacks could have been so easily parried by Trump. If Trump was a regular listener to the A&G show, he would have had plenty of ammunition and knowledge to deflect a weak attacks from Biden. I I do not think Trump is in the top 10 spokespeople for Trump. I'll just say Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty show. That was a hot mess. Inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. That was the worst debate I have ever seen. In fact, it wasn't even a debate. It was a disgrace. Well, that's whatever. Uh, that's, whatever. That's awfully negative. That's like your opinion, man. <laughs> that's Jake Tapper on CNN. <laughs> there was a lot of that on a lot of the channels. Um, Rich Lowry, who, if you don't know who he is, he's with National Review, and he's uh, he's a big-time Trump supporter, stands by him uh, strongly. Um, I agree with everyone who says the debate is hard to grade on any traditional scale, but the key takeaway is that Trump set out to make Biden crack, and it didn't happen. That, that mm. might be ultimately the key takeaway, although I have uh, other things to say. Instant polls would tend to confirm that, that uh, virtually no one was moved. Uh, here is among the biggest moments of the debate and uh, Trump's belief that he needs to be the headline all the time uh, keeps it from being the headline. It should be the headline, but here it is. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court? Whatever position I take in that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Let, vote now. You pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question. Why because you answer that because question? the you question is, the question Supreme is, the radical question, left. Will you who shut is up, on, man. Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so list? right. Gentlemen, is, I think this we've is ended so this. He's going to pack the court. We're not going to give a list. 
So that, that I'm feeling the stress again. <laughs> that normally would be a huge deal. Yes. I mean, just freaking earth-shatteringly huge. It would have been the biggest moment in any debate in my life that I can think of. When you've got one party that's talking about radically changing something as institutional as the Supreme Court and the Senate with the filibuster, and the candidate won't answer that question. Right. But because there is so much stuff being thrown around, it it's kinda, easy to lose it. It kind of gets lost. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting that Joe Biden goes with that. I, I understand that's your strategy. Listen, if I take a stand on this, then it'll distract from what I want you to be talking about. But saying it out loud doesn't mean we have to go along with it. You know, my wife is asking me, Joe, do you have a girlfriend across town? I say, honey, if I answer that question, that's going to become the issue. We were trying to discuss what to have for dinner tonight. (laughs) Just because I don't want to answer it doesn't mean I shouldn't. Yeah, people on the right who say uh, Biden's being a chicken or, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a whatever you would call it, a, a passive campaign. I think it's a very bold. Uh, and if it works, it, it's a bold strategy to say we're going to not take any positions. We're just going to pass on everything. Right. And a, just and, vague pronouncements of the pots of gold that will be arriving on your doorstep. And the only time we're, we're not going to answer any tough questions outside of debates, the only time we're speaking extemporaneously, I mean, in town halls, we're going to use the teleprompter. That's a pretty bold strategy. I mean, playing, you know, that defensively. Yes, I would agree. And uh, so far it's working for him. Here's what my uh, here's my statesmanlike view on it, and I know I'm going to be uh, accused of being. Uh, I know I'm going to get OK Boomer. I know I'm going to get. Uh, you know, I'm I'm like a guy who watched Elvis on TV and was all aghast. Oh my God, the way he wiggled his hips! Every teenager in the country is going to get pregnant because of this. Um, stand ready to accuse you of pearl clutching. Exactly. But as I was watching the debate with my ten year old, who was, uh, as I said, uh, entertained by the debate. A ten year old should not be entertained by a presidential debate. No. <laughs> it should be so thick with un- un- understandable policy from a ten year old standpoint that he's bored by it. But it was exciting. Uh, and I was just thinking about our uh, our society has coarsened so much over my lifetime. Why would we be surprised that that's eventually where we end up with a presidential debate. Some of you would blame it all on Trump. I think you're wrong. Um, he's the result of this coarsening over all these years. Agreed. When I was a kid, I never heard F-bombs and GD just being in a McDonald's with my parents. I can't take my kids anywhere without hearing that. And then you look at the social media. How are you going to look at social media and the way we talk to each other, mm-hmm. including people with blue check marks? The savagery. Yeah. The way we talk to each other and expect anything different out of your debate. Mm-hmm. And in democracy, you do get the government you deserve. There was neither candidate brought up, and the moderator didn't have it on its on his list. Anything about being twenty two trillion dollars in debt and the the additional three four trillion dollars we've added just in the last couple of months, because nobody cares. We're a coarse society that's likes gotcha moments and zingers and put downs. And short-term pleasure. So that's what we got for a debate. Why would we expect anything different? Mm. I say it. You can't be a society where people talk the way they talk in front of women and children. Our TV and radio, and I admit freely that we are part of that, but I want to make a living. Um, TV and radio is the way it is. All that has changed so much in my lifetime. Why wouldn't the presidential debate change along with it? How could you expect anything different? I'm hearing a lot of yapping. Keep yapping, man. (laughs) 
You can't. You're so right. You can't be this kind of a society and expect them to stay different. To stay like it's the 60s or the 50s. Sir Isaac Newton pointed out that uh, essentially everything has an effect. Everything that is done has, you know, you can say equal and opposite opposite reaction. But this era will usher in something else. And what that something else is, I don't know if it will be idiocracy, as I tweeted out last night, or an awakening that we need to get our act together or something. But last night, I believe to be a pivotal moment. I hope you're right. Not just uh, but another it might pivot step to worse. Another step toward Dante's hell. I mean, we we are virtually the only media product in America. That overstates it because it was such a poo show last night. People are being a bit measured. But I was going to say we're virtually the only show in America that is going to not just grab our side's argument and spin the heck out of them, and and consider what happened last night. I get the feeling the real people are though, because you know I I go through the email every day and we get hundreds and hundreds and it's it's great. It's good to hear from you all. But um, I know we're I'm seeing dyed in the wool Trump fans saying that was awful and and people who are undecided or biden fans or whatever saying geez the overall effect of that was was disgust and horror so i'm hoping then i you know then i roll into work i'm listening to the the news uh, casters and the liars and the professional spinners and the rest of it and of course they're spinning but i get the feeling the real people took away what you're talking about i think they took away a feeling of okay this has gone too far whether that has any effect or not, I don't know. Well, Will you who shut is up, your, man. Listen. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> One of my final tweets of the night last night was, Loser USA, winner, history of democracies. This is what every democracy that's ever been tried has, has done. We, we lasted longer than others have. Yes, USA. But you become an unserious society uh, focused on pleasure and meanness. And then just decay, and then at some point, you know, the military has to take Unless over. you're threatened. As Jonah Goldberg said last night, I was watching a, a podcast with a bunch of pundits on it, and he said, maybe it's time for uh, a meter to strike, and we let the bees run things for a while. <laughs> Smod. Smod 2020. Sweet meteor of death. Let the bees run things for a while. <laughs> That's a funny line. Oh, man. Well, we should play you more clips. More highlights, I suppose. When I uh, well, was, a, they're, they're lights. I don't know if they're high. When I was a kid, kids didn't get to scream at their teachers and and, and you know f bombs at them. And the, then the administration say, "Well, there's nothing we can do about it." Now uh, they can. Yes. Why do you think that's not going to be reflected in our politics at the highest level? It is. You're a philosopher. This is uh, this is so true. Disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> so um, we'll come back with some more uh, highlights from the debate. And, uh, well, again, that's, uh, use that term loosely. Yeah. There were some substantive moments. There were, and Trump uh, got in the way of them, unfortunately. Like I said, there, there are three major things that Biden said that should be huge. Huge. No, I don't support the Green New Deal. It's on your freaking website, dude. And it's $10 trillion. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Antifa doesn't exist. And then, of course, that court packing thing. You're not going to answer the question of whether or not you're going to make the radical change to our Supreme Court. You're not going to answer that question. 
Well, and it was so frustrating because uh, Trump did make the point that Joe Biden would shut down the economy. He would crush the economy to deal with the covid. But I just I don't think he made a, a strong case that moved voters. Anyway, which um, is what had to happen last night. I'll start running through some of the text. Joe will pick his favorite clips and we'll do, we'll move on with our lives. Yes. Yes. There you there's the answer. Does Biden debate again? Uh, according to uh, news reports, his uh, his his people have said, yeah, we're committed to the next two debates. So we get two more of these. Are they going to be just like that one? Thank you, sir. May I have another? It takes two to debate. Uh, you're wondering if Trump shows up? Eh, I'm wondering, well, if if Biden's side is saying, yes, we want to debate more, and they were releasing numbers that they had the, the biggest fundraising hour of their mm-hmm. entire campaign on their website following the debate, uh, if it's good for them, I it's hard for me to imagine both sides saying, yes, it's good for us to do this again. I, I will solve that issue. I okay. will solve the chaos of the debates in the next segment, I believe. Damn it. I'm a hungover. I didn't drink anything. Yeah, I know. I, I, but I, I tweeted this, and I was dead serious. I picked a hell of a week to quit drinking. <laughs> picked a heck of a week to stop sniffing glue. Pro- productive segment, wasn't it? Yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We closed it down and now we're reopening and we're doing record business. We had 10.4 million people in a four-month period that we've put back into the workforce. That's a record the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. People know what to do. They can social distance. They can wash the hands. They can wear masks. They can do whatever they want. But they got to open these states up. You got to open these states up. It's not fair. You're talking about almost it's like being in prison. And you look at what's going on with divorce. Look at what's going on with alcoholism and drugs. It's a very, very sad thing. And he'll close down the whole country. This guy will close down the whole country and destroy our country. Our country is coming back incredibly well, setting records as it does it. We don't need somebody to come in and say, let's shut it down. There's so many fireworks. I think any of the like actual conversations will be lost to history. That but, was so solid. But, I mean, it was missing a couple of things I wish he'd thrown in. But. but but Trump was clearly, you know, if you didn't have all the other shrapnel that distracted you, Trump clearly was the let's open things up, let's go back to school, let's open our businesses, and Biden was the other guy. Right. And um, Drawing that contrast starkly, yeah. I think, could have been really effective. But there was just so much other mess. Yeah. Um, I, I took in a lot of punditry last night, and uh, one of my favorite pundits, Steve Hayes, who you may see on Fox now and then, he thought that was Trump's best debate he's ever had. And he Steve Hayes couldn't hate Trump more. But he thought that was Trump's best debate. And a weird thing about Trump debates, remember when we had Mark Halpern on? And he said, if when you went back and looked at those debates, you know, later, Trump and Hillary, it was pretty clear that Trump won those debates. Mm-hmm. Um, if you went back and looked at them, I had that experience last night where... Uh, went back and watched a couple of segments because my wife missed the debate, and I said, you got to see this stuff. And, what, you know, I, I was much calmer and because and, I, I knew what was going to happen, and I wasn't I didn't have all that anticipation going and everything mm. like that. And yeah. I watched him, and he came off much better. His, his substance, the idea that I don't know how much he practices for these debates or just be, 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 by being president, you know, and the fact that he takes hard questions every single day, he's just ready for it. But he's got a lot of information. Mm-hmm. You know, at the front of his mind. Yeah. Did you use the word smart? 
I still <laughs> don't think he's the greatest advocate for no, himself. No, he but. has trouble getting the argument out, but yeah. he's got a lot of it there. I, I want to play a clip real quick and then then fix the problem, I think. Uh, it will just be between us because nobody will listen. Uh, but clip 43, please, Sean. That's what we're talking about. Here. All right, that's the, end of the, here. that's the end of the shouldn't segment. We're, mo- we're moving on. He didn't take them. Well, Vice President, a, ex- no. Can ex- I be honest? It's a very important question. Try to question. be honest. No, I, I stood up. No, I, I, the answer to and the question is no. Ukraine. No, I, sir. With a billion sir, dollars, if you that don't get rid is of absolutely you know what, you're, wait, not you're true. You're doing it. You're going to have tape. true. Gentlemen, is, <laughs> I hate to raise my voice, but it seems to be, why shouldn't I be different than the two of you? So, number one, uh, the format was awful. It was just dumb, and I can't believe they went with it. You have two minutes, then you have two minutes, and then I'm going to yell at you to stop, and we're going to change the subject. I remember debates in the past where the format was more like, I'll give you two minutes, you get a minute to respond, or, or 90 seconds, or another two minutes, or whatever. Then a 30-second follow-up, then a 30-second follow-up. And if it's necessary, we'll do another 30-second follow-up and a 30-second follow-up. And in a completely unarbitrary way, while guy A is talking, guy, guy B's mic is dead. There's no uh, discretion of the, uh, the, the, the learned moderator to turn off anybody's mic. It's a, it's a give and take. It's a debate. It's a comparing of ideas. I think that would have been great last night. That's not what we want, though. If, if that's what we wanted, that's what I want. But if that's what we wanted, as we have said for years, they could just put all their policies on a damn website <laughs> and then sit down for an interview, you know, agree to sit down to interviews and be challenged on them. Yeah. But that's not the way we do it. Because <clears throat> that's not actually what we want, I guess. Or uh, oh, there's a great tweet. I should. Uh, I think it was Robbie Swabe of Reason. Well, you're looking for that. I will point out that there were many times it seemed like Donald J. Trump was debating both Joe Biden and Chris Wallace. Oh, absolutely. Further, it got into the debate. More Chris Wallace was actively challenging uh, 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 Trump on a bunch of different things right. in a way that he was not challenging Biden. Um, I, he had said before the debate, I had read the quote that he said, I am not going to, you know, I'm not going to do the fact checking thing. I plan to do no fact checking. He jumped in with that several times, including being wrong a couple of times. Right. The whole critical race theory. Chris Wallace has no idea what he's talking about, Correct. which is amazing to me. Correct. That with the, the weeks of preparation he did for this debate that he didn't at some point you know, Google critical race theory, come across James Lindsay and find out what the hell it was. What's extremist about racial sensitivity training? Chris Wallace. Yeah, you're that, dead to me. That, that was really rough. <laughs> oh, uh, Jay Cost, who we, who we really like on this show and we've had on many, many times. Cable news has profited off turning politics into spectacle, and now they have the temerity to, to bemoan it. That's absolutely right. Yeah, that's well said. We've been, we've been, they've been going out of, of their way. Fancy words in there, but yes. They go out of their way to set these up so you get the zinger moment, so you get the two-second this and that. They do that on purpose. And then when it goes like to a certain level, oh, my God, can you believe the way they oh, behave? Tut, 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 <laughs> walla, walla, walla. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, well said. So, yeah, they, make, they do everything they can possibly do to make it that, and then clip a 63, please, then this. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire <laughs> inside a train wreck. Mm, if we no, were, that's like your if opinion, we, man. If we were a grown-up society and we just cared about their uh, their substance, we'd go about this a completely different way. Give me seventeen, please. 
It was an absolute disgrace. It was a mockery of a presidential debate, an insult to our democracy. <laughs> George Stephanopoulos. So man. what, four out of five stars? Or, uh, Sitting there in his chair with his feet swinging? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> a shot at his height for no reason i tuned in last <laughs> night and i don't i don't we have so many clips i haven't comprehended yet whether we have any anderson cooper at one point i tweeted that anderson cooper had wet his pants and was losing his ass he was about ready to cry he was frantic it was so funny he was he was like emotional and and angry and yelling at panelists <laughs> and he was losing his dung it was just it, it, it was like an angry 15-year-old boy you'd been denied something or I don't know. It was very strange. Yeah, MSNBC was in full we just saw Hitler in 1935 mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The yeah, only well. channel that honestly has people with a differing opinion is Fox. Yeah. You can hate Fox all you want, some of you Fox haters, but MSNBC never has a person on there that's going to represent 80 million voters or more never. in this coming election, and neither does CNN. They never have one person. Fox had two Democrats and one never-Trumper on their panel of six people. Mm. Representing, you know, the, the different uh, parts of American uh, politics. But on the other channels, it's just all completely one-sided. And the very extreme of that side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your Joy reads it at yeah. all. Yeah, she You're- was on the lead panel. Anderson Coopers, who spit, flying, snot running down his nose, <laughs> crying like a child. For a productive segment, wasn't it? 